Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Ambitious Souls Podcast. This is your host, Princess James. And I certainly want to apologize for this week's episode being a little late, but just like you, I'm a mom and life happens. So unfortunately, the episode is a little bit late, but of course, I'm being true to being consistent and making sure that I deliver. We are in season two, episode six and last season was orchestrated in a way that all of my guests had a book a product a service or something that they wanted to offer to you guys and that was my reason for collaborating with them this season I wanted to make things more personal and I reached out to this young lady a couple of months ago to be on my podcast but for some reason Um, I didn't stay consistent and we never were able to record an episode, but I reached reached back out to her and she was more than willing to come on with us today. And the reason why I wanted her to come on is because she's very transparent. She is very real about her life and the things that she has endured and overcome. And I love that about her. We actually went to high school together. So we graduated in 2007. So even though we don't live in the same city, we have been able to remain in contact via social media. So if you follow either of us on social media, you know exactly what I mean when I say she's a phenomenal woman. And I know that's kind of cliche to say the least, but I really feel like The word doesn't even do her justice of who she is and how she is in life. And so I am so honored to have her on my podcast today. So I have with me this week, none other than Miss Nasira Zachary. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. It is a pleasure and an honor to do this with you, Princess. Um, Phenomenal. I appreciate it. And I think the same thing about you. And we look, we've been in the trenches together for right. real, for real. <laughs> so, you know, just to even be thought of is a blessing in itself. Yes, I, I honestly feel like um, I see so much for you. Of course, again, if many of our Facebook friends and social media friends that are listening to this, you put so much out there on social media. So I just I just really feel like something great is coming for you because you have the right attitude, you have the passion, and you have the you have actually the consistency. Like seriously, every day you nonstop with it. And I really love that. So I am you know, when when you a mom and stuff, like, I, I have outside friends, but I don't really get to go outside that much. I got a lot of kids at home. <laughs> so, social media is my outlet. Okay. And talking about kids, so, um, you're actually, you actually were a teenage mother, and today you have blossomed into this phenomenal woman. So, what inspired you? Or if you would, I know I kind of jumped the gun, but if you want to kind of give a background, because we, you know, we know we both got a lot of kids, but they might not know how many kids you got. Okay. So I was a teenage mother. I was pregnant 
at 15 years old with by my then boyfriend who eventually turned into my husband um and I had my son 22 days after my 16th birthday um my oldest son John um or junior as we call him I also have I became a teenage parent again I was pregnant again at 17 and I had my son Julius at 18 um so by the time I was 18 years old when we were graduating high school and leaving um I was married and had two kids I was already in life and in you know what grown up I was doing more than what grown ups were doing at 18 um so I grew up very very fast um now my husband, my ex-husband that I do have those two boys with, we also have two other children, um, my daughter Justice and my son Ro. And I also have two other children by another fella. So in total, grand total, I have six children. And what are the ages again? So John is 15. Justice is, I mean, Julius is 13. Justice is eight. Journey is seven. Jada will be six on the 26th of January. And Ro, whose name is actually <laughs> Joseph, he is two. And okay, so I don't know if you know Princess, but my daughter Jada, I named after your daughter Jada. Wow, really? Yes. So, oh my God. I was initially going to name her Jordan, but I kept seeing you with, um, with Jada. At the time, she was the only one you had. Right. Um, this was before you got the other kids and all of that. And before, obviously before Caden. Um, so I kept seeing Jada. Kept seeing Jada. Kept seeing Jada. And I said, that is a nice name. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that name. <laughs> and <laughs> so my daughter Jada is actually named after your daughter Jada. And she has a personality of her own. Oh, Jada. Jada, Jada, Jada. Jada has yes. marched to the beat of her own drum since Jada was in my stomach. Jada does what Jada wants to do, when Jada wants to do it, how Jada wants to do it. And at first it used to bother me about her, but then I realized, you know, how can I expect her to be an uh, independent, you know, question asking, don't just take whatever somebody say to you. It, she's going to challenge authority and that starts at home. She, you know, so she challenges authority, but then I remember sis is only sixth. So this is not, she's not intentionally doing it. She just wants to know why she's just curious. Right. And she's such a sweetheart. So let's go back to Joseph. <laughs> now <laughs> you gonna have to break it down. What's your son? What's what's your son's name again, Nasir? His name is <laughs> Joseph Wayne McVeigh Zachary. Yes, ma'am. And why is his name Joseph? You said Joseph Wayne McVeigh Zachary. Yes. Um. So I, I don't know. You know, people that are listening from Houston or in Texas or in the South or whatever, we have a rapper out here called Zero. Now, I fell in mm -hmm. love with this man at nine years old. I remember hearing his voice for the first time at nine years old at my friend's house on a big Mo CD 
Big Mo is also another Houston rapper. Um, I just remember falling in love with his voice. And so from then on out, like I stand this man. Like I, this man don't know me from a can of paint. <laughs> but in my mind, that's been my husband since before I had a husband, since before I had an ex, since before I had anything. Me and that man is together. He just don't know that we together. <laughs> Uh, right, that's bad. That's bad. He don't know. But so yes, I did name my son after this man that I don't know. Um, and so that's why we call him right. right. And I and and of course you guys were laughing and we're having a good time because we are familiar with each other, but we definitely want you guys to understand us as parents, and that's to me. For you to name your son after him, I, to me, I feel like it's great, you know, because you stand behind every like everything that I've ever seen you done. You stand behind it, and you you dead serious, right? Because if I'm, I've learned over these. I've always felt like you know that I'm good with just being me, but I've learned over the years like can't nobody be Nasira like Nasira. There's only one me. God formulated me in my own right, in my own form. There is no one else out there like me. You're right. And people are not going to like you. They didn't like Jesus. But, you know, that's just the way it go. Yep, you're definitely right. And so going back to transitioning from teenage mother to the woman you are today, what keeps you going? Because a lot of women would have gave up or they would have resulted to other things but you stand 10 toes down oh man princess if i tell you i had the most phenomenal example of what a mother should be that is the reason why i stand in what I did, my mama told me when I came home and told her at 15, my mom pregnant, I don't know what I'm going to do. She said, you lay down and made that baby. You stand up and take care of it. Mm. And that was just so simple and so profound to me. If I was grown enough to lay down and make that baby, I was I had to stand up and take care of it. And them as I sit and I'm sitting here thinking about them, they are the greatest thing that I will ever do ever in life. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not, we, we didn't come here to stay, you know, everybody going to die. Right. My mama, my own mama didn't come here to stay, but if I could just, the lessons that she taught, she wasn't a rich woman. She didn't die a rich woman. She was, you know, but the things that she gave us were rich. And as long as my children remember that, that, you know, mama kept it real. Mama did what she had to do. You know, everything wasn't always PG King. Not too long ago, I apologized to my older children because I wasn't always the I didn't know. I just didn't know. I wasn't the best parent. And so I had to forgive myself. And what I mean by not being the best parent, what 16-year-old knows how to take care of a baby? Like, give it emotionally what it needs. You might think you know what you're doing, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. So my mama is the reason why I can still stand here and stand tall because she told me if I made a responsibility, I take care of that responsibility. And she took care of us. Mm. 
um, the best way that she could. So big ups to my mama. And you, <laughs> right, and you're doing a great job. You know, you're doing a great job. And a lot, like I said, a lot of people, um, a lot of women may not have been able to do that. So how do you do it with such ease, or how is it for you? Because me, I'm. A, I'm a parent of four children. And so you got all these different personalities in the house. Everybody needs to be loved differently. How is that for you? I wouldn't say with ease. Most definitely not. Um, <laughs> because I was an impatient person. Like I'm a, I was a very impatient person and I still am. I'm working on it on a daily basis, not to be so impatient. Um, but they are my living legacy. I will do anything for them. So if I got to shuffle and, you know, I got to talk sweet to you because you sensitive journey or, you know, Jada, she just sis make you just want to bang your head against the wall and, you know, but they're mine. And so I said, I was going to take care of them. So whatever I got to do to take care of them, I'm going to do that. And, and that's law. That's just what that is. Couldn't dry. Like, so, I had to learn these people and what's so amazing about it. And you know, because you're a parent of multiple children, what's so amazing about it is no matter how many you give birth to, or they have the same mom and the same daddy, like they're different people. And it's so cool that they're different people. Like I'd be like, sometimes I'd be looking at them like, boy, y'all are some cool little cats, you know? Yeah, well, they mama cool. I mean, I do what I can. So they get <laughs> I what I can. But so ease, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's with ease. I I would say it's with great practice, and it's with great failures, and it's with great forgiveness to myself. I had to learn to forgive myself for not knowing. You just don't know, and if you don't know, it's okay. Mm, and that's that's profound in itself because as a parent. You um you find yourself beating yourself up for the many things that you should have done or could have done or you failed to do. And um not a lot of people actually ask for their children's forgiveness. So I definitely want to commend you for that. Because a lot of people, you know, when we was growing up, it was do what I said do, because I said do it. It wasn't no none of that. It wasn't I apologize for this or anything like that, you know, because your mama could tell you, if I go in there and look for whatever I told you to look for and, and, and I find it, I'm going to whoop your butt. And then she could be wrong thinking it was in this place and it was somewhere else and you still got to whoop it. But see, that's where we're we're changing now and we're evolving as a community. And what I mean by community is, is a, as, a, as a Black community, we're evolving. Those are slave mentalities. Thinking like, you know, these are children. And if I'm learning, then I know for dang sure they learning. So True. in my house, we have um so we so unorthodox because I'm I'm a clown. So therefore I have six other clowns. Um we have a, a saying in our house. It, it says it, it goes, sorry, Mo Three. And what I mean by Mo Three is the rapper Mo Three that recently passed away. Um we watched the interview. I don't know. I was watching the interview and he was talking about how people, he was done wrong by somebody else. And he was like, now everybody say, sorry, Mo 3. So if you do something in the house and you was wrong and you, let's say, I, let's say I blame Jada for knocking over my Kool-Aid and it wasn't her. 
She was like, Mama, can I get my story mo three? You right. Are you are you sure right, sis? My bad. That's on me. Cause you gotta apologize. Cause they're people, man. They're human. And they're little people that are looking at you for, and if you don't ever show them that you're sorry or you made a mistake, like who died and made you Jesus that you don't make mistakes? Right. It's our job as parents to take the mistakes and show the kids, you know, hey, I did make a mistake. I apologize. Because I used to be very dogmatic, like you were saying, Princess, for how we used to, how my parents raised me. I was very dogmatic. If I said, I said what I said now, and I'm going to spank your butt if you don't, you know, if you don't do what I said. And that's what I had to apologize to my sons for, because I wasn't, my pride and my ego was so big that I wouldn't even say that I was wrong. Like, you know, I had to really look at myself like, really, Nasir? You really just not going to say you wrong, girl? Okay. Right. Wrong. But that's where that's why children shouldn't be having children. Mm. Say that and again. that's why children shouldn't be having children. I was still a child trying to rear a child. So my child like mine is doing child. Like I got this 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 almost a power trip as a mama. You know, meaning good thinking I'm meaning good, but really I'm just teaching my sons that, you know, I don't have to, grown-ups don't apologize. Knowing good and God dang well that kids be, sometimes kids be right and grown-ups be wrong and you just gotta say I'm wrong and I apologize. Yeah. And setting an example, just it's always been natural for you to be a leader. So when I saw you being pretty active in your community after George Floyd's death, um, I wouldn't say I was shocked because, again, we're familiar with each other. We've known each other for years. So I saw you, you know, I could see you doing that. So what all did you do during this time? So after Mr. George Floyd unfortunately was killed by that nice policeman, because we on a on a Christian podcast, so that nice policeman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was necessary because I have three brothers. I have three sons. I felt it was necessary that not only just black men, but black people in general know that they are loved. So I had a, and I wasn't down with all that. Um, in protests, they get very, very violent. And I know that sometimes people, they just don't know how to express themselves, so they get violent. But love conquers all. And what I don't, what I mean by that is if you just say, hey, you know, black men. So I stood on the corner, basically, a busy corner in my, in my little town that I live in. I live in Colleen, Texas. It's about 45 minutes outside of Austin. Um, I stood on a busy corner with a sign that said, black men, you are essential. Um, I did that for about three days straight. I then took my oldest son with me um, and we stood on another busy corner together. He had a sign that said, my life matters. And once again, I, I had my same sign out. I also took my children to a um, Vanessa Guillen 
protest and I don't know if y'all know who Vanessa Guillen but she was a Hispanic soldier that was killed on post on the military post at Fort Hood and basically the army just considered her AWOL no one did anything to check on her and come to find out sis is chopped up in pieces so I which she was, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but she wasn't she killed by um someone in the Correct. military, right? Someone in the military and and mm. her his girlfriend or whatever the case may be, but I just feel because I am I, on top of being black, my mother um was a Mexican lady, so I'm black and brown, so I feel like I have to, you know, those things we get looked over so much and I want my sons to know and my daughters to know that you know I'm down I'm down for the cause and whatever you doing whatever we on that's what we on you know we can't help that we I go to bed and my kids go to bed and wake up black they can't help that and they need to see their mama you know just I am their first impression on what life is. And so if I'm showing you, son, it's, I understand that you, you know, you didn't have to be doing anything to be killed by police. Or you didn't have to be doing, you know, anything wrong or because they're killing kids, too. You know, rest in peace to Mr. Tamir Rice, you know, a young boy. I think he was about 12, 13 years old. Cops said he had a gun. It was a toy gun. And they shot him dead on the playground. You know, I have boys that age and it, it's it's really, it's, it's disheartening and it's it's sickening that my that my boys have to, to worry about it or I even have to have conversations like that with my kids. So I need them to know that, yeah, we might have to have these conversations, but we down to fight for the cause too. And I love how you did it in a um, in a noble way, because like you said yourself, the protest sometimes is not with the intent to be violent, but they do end up violent. So you were definitely showing up and showing up for your kids, showing them this is the way that you do things. And a lot of people cannot say that they have been on the front lines or or on anybody's corner with a, a sign doing anything like that. You know, a lot of people, they share things on social media, they post things on social media, and they talk a good game. But you actually, hey, you you walk that walk. I feel like everybody has their own way of protesting and everybody has their own way of um, doing things. So, you know, I understand people, they post and they do whatever the case may be, but the real George Floyd was killed in the street. That little boy was killed in the park. This is outside. We got to come outside to do that kind of stuff. So you can see me. You know, now don't get me wrong. Social media is a great platform. And there's other ways of, you know, protesting. I just felt like I needed to be, people needed to see like humans, we need to 
get some human interaction and we needed to see what was going on. Because mm. it's one thing to just scrolling like so on, while I'm in my bed, but you know, if you if you on you driving in the street coming from the grocery store with your kids. I had little boys, just little black boys coming up to me, you know, telling me thank you. You know, people bringing me water with my son. It was it was very eye-opening for my son. That's really who I wanted to do it for, for him. It's not even about me. I know how the world works. But this is I'm giving him the game. And so for another little boy to see another young man out there, that give that little boy hope. You know, my life does matter. I don't care what they talk about on TV or what's happening out there. It does matter. That that boy says so. You know, we always it's always better when we see ourselves doing something. Yes, ma'am. And speaking of your son, because you're talking right, about your my son, son right? Okay, so you might have to correct me with this, but um, of course, you, you're very open and you share a lot on social media. And one of the things that kind of caught my attention um, at a particular time was that um, you have a son that actually um, is interested in yes, the same thing. Yes, my sex. son, my, my, my oldest baby. So, and of course, if you're listening, we do not share our lives to exploit our children, to demean our children, but we share our stories in hopes of helping somebody else. Because I know that there are a lot of people today who go through these same things that we go through or have been um, through some of the same things that we go through, but not everybody is as open or as free to be able to discuss things in a manner that brings light to situations. So I hope that a lot of the things that we share have shared already or that we will touch on will help somebody. So, as a mother, what was your so, first thought? My son, I've always told them that when you come into my home, into home at home, that this is the safest place you'll ever be in this world. You are completely open to be whomever you are. So when my son was about nine, he said that um, he liked boys. I brushed it off. I was like, boy, you don't even know what like in the a girl or a boy is hush. You know, so as he got older, he got, you know, into his teenage years, and you know, these teenage years are a mug. <laughs> you know, you have hormones and yes. all that fun stuff that we pretend like we didn't have, but we did. Um, um so my son is 15, he'll be 16 in um in August. And I don't allow him to date. Um, he's more than welcome to have friends. But if he does have a friend, um, he is, you know, they can't be all on the phone and, you know, going places. And, you know, if they do go somewhere, 
you know, someone has to be with them. Because I don't care if you're dating a boy, a girl, what you're doing. At 15, you are not mentally capable to make those kind of decisions. Your hormones are everywhere. And you just do knee-jerk things, which is why I was a mother at 15. So my son liking boys or whatever, you know, he, they, it bothers me none because who he decides to be with or who he decides not to be with is not my cross to bear. Um, so what I will say is, son, whatever you decide to do when you are old enough and mentally capable on a level that is you know, because we, we all, as teenagers, we want to do, you know, we want to date and stuff like that. You know, and you can have your little friends right now. And I told him he could date when he's 16. And what I mean by date is, you know, I can come and go to the movies with y'all. I won't sit with y'all, but, you know, I'll be in there. Um, <laughs> and if that happens to be a boy, I'm cool with that because I don't love my son because he likes straight or or because he's gay I love my son because that's my son I carried that boy I gave birth to him like that is my child there's nothing that he could do fall short of um there probably isn't very much he could do that it would make me just not love him if anything um so do I you know because people have asked me before how do you feel about it and you know I'm like man that's that boy. That's that boy life. You know he gonna have a life. You know he and I told him when he told me as he got older, um, I said, son, don't you ever feel like you gotta come out to anybody, because as a straight woman, I never had to come and tell my mom, hey mom, I like dudes. And really, in t- to be completely honest, it's nobody's business. Mm. But for you to... For me, my child... He can have... My my, my oldest son had green hair. I, I didn't understand. I was like, boy, you look a mess. But... <laughs> I, I love you regardless. <laughs> and if that's what you're doing, that's what we own, and that's what we own. Yes. And I love the fact that um, you said that your son came to you. A lot of parents do not have the honor. And when I say honor, I mean honor. And I mean that in the most uh I guess you could say um, sincere way, but unfortunately, a lot of people do not have the honor of their children feeling comfortable enough to tell them that. And of course, if you listen to episode, I mean, season one, I've shared things about my children, especially with my oldest daughter, Jada, because there have something have been things that have um, occurred in her life that have been a result of some of my choices and I haven't dived head on 
to you know my relationship with my daughter but I will share with you guys today because I had intentions on bringing it up with Miss Nasira um, today so this was about a couple of years ago I had a family member who their child was um, interested in so in the same sex and it's a girl of course and so I asked my daughter I said okay Jada um, do you like girls? And she said no. And so, of course, you know, then that was a couple of years ago. So she's 12 now. So she was at least maybe like eight or nine. And so, you know, I was okay. You know, nobody's ready for their child. Let's just be clear about that. Nobody is ready for their child to date, their child to have sex. Like mentally, you know, we know it's going to happen, but nobody is just really ready. So, but I did feel at ease. And so a couple of months ago, um, unfortunately, I did find out the hard way that my daughter likes girls. And it was, it was a really hard feeling because the way that I found out, I found out through her phone. And so get them caught up every time. So it just, it just was, it was heartbreaking to know that I had to find out that way. And I'm going to tell you this, guys, if you listening to me, and of course, um, you got two moms on the phone, on this line today, and you see the difference between the two. And I'm not saying that, you know, we have, she's a better parent than me, or I'm a better parent than her, or I'm not making any comparisons, but I want you to understand that my child didn't feel safe enough to tell me that she liked girls. And so I'm learning as a parent, uh, a lot of times when you make New Year's resolutions, we make all these resolutions. And so I have gone away with resolutions, but one of the things that I told myself this year that I wanted to do, I really wanted to have a better relationship with my kids because I do not feel like, my daughter per se feels safe with me a lot of the times so we're still going through this phase of her liking girls um but one of the things that it showed me it humbled me because in life as adults we feel like it's okay that our relatives have same-sex marriages and same-sex relationships But why is it not okay for our children? We set up our children to see these things in life because we bring them around these family members or these events which portray this type of situation. But it's okay for them, but it's not okay for our children. I feel like that's that's hypocrisy because they're human just Mm -hmm. like the adults. And I feel like then it was a reality check. It was a real reality check for me because it showed me where I wouldn't say where my priorities lied, but I would say it kind of did because I don't agree with it for my child, but I agree with it for somebody else. How can I, how mm-hmm. can I say that to my child? Cause your child mm-hmm. should question that. Like if it's okay for this person you agree with it, but then when it's me, you say, no, it's not acceptable. But you know what, P, I'm going to let you know that 
out. I worry for my son a great deal. And the reason why I worry for my son, not because I don't want to see it or anything like that, just because, number one, you 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 were born black, you're a man, and then you add homosexuality on top of it. Son, now look, if this is the road we're going down, let's go down. You know, I'm down 10 toes. Whatever we're doing, that's what we're doing. But baby, you're not making it easy either. <laughs> <laughs> yes and I feel you because I have um, someone very 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 close to me that is a black man that is homosexual and I am really scared for him so I feel I feel you because the world is already ugly the world is already hateful and there are many times when he goes out and he's with his friends or he's at the club and I just say an extra prayer or my mind is just going uh, 10,000 miles an hour because you see stuff like on, you know, social media, you see stuff on Law and Order, which, of course, not all the episodes on Law and Order are real. But, of course, there have been situations in life that probably you know, have happened like that. And the world is just, it's just mean. It, it's like, if you're different from the norm, it's like the world wants to be. But see, that's where we come in as parents, P. And I'm going to say that I try my best to let my children be exactly who they are. If that's what you want today, I mean, I don't understand this, son, but I mean, I guess, or, you know, my daughter, uh, like she, Jada, my Jada, she has a thing for boots. Sis will wear boots with everything if I allow her to. And <laughs> sis don't be looking cute all the time. But if that's what you're rocking with, I mean, it ain't my. It wouldn't be my choice of clothing. But if that's what you're doing today. That's what we on. So I feel like it starts at the house. You showing your kids, it's okay to just be you because I am going to just be me. That's all I can be. I can't be princess. Princess is already princess. I can only be Nasira. So once you teach your children... It's okay to just be you, you know, not in as long as because I let Jada know when she go outside with her boots on that don't look too savory with that outfit. Like, okay, um, sis, I'm just letting you know that <laughs> some people might say something about your outfit, but if that's what you want to wear, if that's what you rocking with, okay. And Jada wears her boots loud and proud. Sis be you know, and she doesn't care that anyone doesn't like her outfit. She's like, I like my outfit. I think it's cute. Okay, if that's what you're doing, that's what we're doing. And I dare somebody to say something. And not only is it teaching her to be herself, it's teaching her confidence and it's teaching her, it's building herself. So I feel like I, I got that like um, in me. Because everybody, like my, my little obsession with zero, people, they don't understand that. 
they be like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's Bay right there. And you know, so I go to this extent of naming my child after him, and everybody's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's 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 Ro right there. And you, and you know what? This podcast. Not saying it's gonna it's gonna reach that level, but we never know. This could be the start of something great to where you get, you know, a chance to oh, meet princess, them or something. Him, girl, you know, I like who's to say what will happen? I you went to his um listening party for his album No Love Boulevard back in 2017, but I was so shy. I took a picture with him. Um and I, you know, just was at the listening party. But I, I actually met him and I, I touched the hem of his cloth. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. You know, I, I checked it off my bucket list of everything that I've ever wanted to do. Because people, they, they see their heroes well, you in, know you know, these Denzel Washingtons or these, you know, people that are far, far away. But Zero was right there in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? In my city. So if someone where I'm from can do what I, you know, do that, you know, make me feel like that. Imagine what I can do for someone else. Yes, ma'am. You're right about that. So if, you know, we have mothers on on um the podcast who actually you know listen in and we don't know who this may reach what advice would you give i mean you've done a great job of everything that you've kind of detailed today but do you want to touch on something that you haven't already said that you know it's kind of been on your heart um i want those parents specifically those those mothers and those single mothers to know that it's okay to be tired or it's it's okay to need time to yourself. It's really okay. Like, you don't know it all. You won't know it all. You're going to make mistakes. And it's okay. Let yourself off the hook. It's okay. Go get your nails done. Go get your toes done. Put you some lashes on. Feel yourself. And, you know, just, just feel yourself. Them kids will be all right. Feed them some hot dogs tonight. They'll be fine. That's what my kids had tonight. Hot dogs. So just let yourself off the hook. Your children, my children are, are a lot to me, but they are not everything. And what I mean by they're not everything, I've learned that I can't pour into them if I have nothing to pour in, you know, for me to pour into. They cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I've created six individual cool human beings. But those people are going to leave and they're going to go and they're going to, you know, have lives of their own. And I, I'm going to look up and I ain't going to have no life because I spent my whole life tending to them. And I'm not saying don't tend to your children, but tend to yourself too. And that's all I got. Well, that was a profound word because sometimes as mothers, we definitely need to hear that. So what do you have in store for us this year? 
I've definitely seen you every day with your affirmations and I love them. Um, so you've been doing that daily. What do you see for yourself? Cause you've been pretty, um, vocal within, I would say the last year. And I think it's bigger than these affirmations so, daily on Facebook. And princess, I'm going to tell you this and it might, you know, shock some people. Cause I said I wouldn't do it, but I will be moving back home. In April of 2021. Um, It's about self-care. It's about the the town that I live in is small. Now, don't get me wrong. This place has done me justice. Uh, It's a nice suburban life. Um, It's great. But where I'm going and where I'm heading, it's got to be bigger. And what? And what's bigger than in mm. Texas than H time? So I will be making my journey back home. Yeah. Um. It's it won't be um. You know the the least bumpiest journey because I'm going back there with no job. You know I'm gonna move in with some of my people, but I'm a phoenix princess when I tell you I'm gonna rise from the ashes and and when you a true hustler like me and I don't mean hustler by like you know selling drugs or anything like that when you true hustler you don't I can I'm gonna give everything up that I got here and go make it a hundred times better in Houston so and I have no doubts about that and I I definitely believe Six months from now, a year from now, we're going to look back on today or last week. And we, um, meaning me, you, people that know us personally, will see the growth and see the great things that you have done within that short period of time. I really, really believe that because you have this passion you have this determination you have this drive like no other so I don't doubt that I mean of course it's like you said it's gonna be bumpy but oh no nah. and then she ain't even really just about being done it's just about readjusting my circumstances because I'm comfortable here and that's a problem for me I'm comfortable I'm too comfortable Right, I'm sorry, and you're right. Not being down, but you know, you you corrected me and what I meant um, about you know readjusting and being so, you know. Yeah. So that's a part of my daily affirmations. Kind of I don't know, you know, I people mean. if y'all follow me or whatever the case may be on Facebook or whatever. My daily affirmations are basically when I change my thoughts, I'm changing my entire world. What I say, what comes out my mouth, you know. So I try not to speak negativity into my life you know even saying that things are going to be bumpy was hard for me because I don't want to have those kind of thoughts but then to just say that it's going to be easy breezy beautiful cover girl that's not that's not reality so you know basically I'm on a a journey to self self care you know before I'm 40 and I'm, I look back, and in my 30s, I'm like, nah, I've wasted a lot of time because I wasted a lot of time in my 20s. So, you know, that's what's up for me. You know, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, ma'am, you definitely are. And I want to thank you again. Um, it's been long overdue, but everything happens at its right time. And I want to thank you just for coming on today, being very transparent, as you always are, and not just touching people, but touching me, sharing you know everything with me we've always had those kind of conversations so I I knew this was going to be um fun and I knew it was going to be great but I just really hope that what we've discussed and how we both open up to the world will help somebody else who's probably going through what we yes ma'am and once, I, do, once again I tell you princess it's even it, it's just an honor for you to even think about little old me <laughs> okay, Girl, please. Ain't nothing little about you. <laughs> well, guys, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. This is gonna be it for me and Miss Zachary today. But we definitely probably will have some things in store for you guys coming up soon. So you just stay tuned, okay? I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Love you, and I hope to hear from you. Any feedback, of course, can be sent to my email at ambitioussoulspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can hit me up on social media if you actually follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Have a great day.